The Memphis Grizzlies last night put on a dominant performance against the Detroit Pistons, once again shining with their starters on the court. We'll discuss that in the first segment of today's show, as well as how Jaron Jackson Jr. is the biggest narrative for the Grizzlies this season, all on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. A great win for the Grizzlies. It's a big win every time we see Jaron Jackson Jr. play good on the court. Hopefully, we'll continue to see that more often than not this year. Let's get it going here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening and wherever you're watching, you are having a terrific start to your Tuesday. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can find the show at Locked On Grizz, the podcast, wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. And we also now, obviously, can be found on YouTube. And make sure that you hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you like the show. Let's others be able to find the show. Just makes the show the best experience it can be for everyone involved. And listen, review, and subscribe to the podcast as well. It was a great, great night when it came to the Grizzlies. They were able to have another dominant performance, John Morant and Jared Jackson Jr., both with their arguably their best games so far of the preseason. Don't forget also, you're making the Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. And listen, we can't thank you enough for that. But also make sure that you check out the Locked On NBA podcast, the latest news on Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, other big names, obviously, that are out there when it comes to the NBA. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you get YouTube. Last night, we recorded a a special show, an NBA preview show all week long. There's also the Ultimate NBA Preview through Odyssey and Lockdown. Make sure you check that out as well, where podcasts and YouTube are available. So the Grizzlies last night, a big victory over the Detroit Pistons, a 127-89 victory. And, And listen, you know, the Grizzlies... Yes, they're not playing the best talent in the NBA. They're not even playing the teams that they're playing's best talent. But this team is continuing to be to show even more convincing performances. When John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and the starters are on the court, there's no doubt who the best unit is when the Grizzlies are playing their opponents. As a matter of fact, individual plus minus is not the best way to you know, apply value. It's not the best measure of value for an individual player. But right now, the Grizzlies currently have five of the 12 players in the NBA preseason who have produced five of the 12 highest single plus minus numbers in the league. What that means is, is that the Grizzlies are kicking some ass and they're kicking a lot of it. And that's exactly what they did last night. John Morant, 24 points on 10 of 13 shooting. Jared Jackson Jr., 20 points, made three threes again, showing that his offensive game is starting to get back into rhythm. Seven of 17 now from three 
on the preseason, which is something you certainly enjoy to see. And the big thing is, is that with both of them on the court, you can just quickly tell that even though they've not played that much together so far in their careers, the chemistry is certainly there with them. They talked about it on media day, how often they played with each other this summer in terms of reps, in terms of working out together, in terms of playing scrimmages together, getting together and working together in terms of playing. Because both knew going into this offseason, they haven't played together as much as they would like. That needed to change for them to really make the most of this season, and that's exactly what we're starting to see. When Jaw and Jaron are on the court together, it's clear that they are the best duo of any of the teams the Grizzlies have played, and it's certainly showing through. But it's not just the offense that is standing out. Right now, the Grizzlies are second among teams in the NBA in opponent's field goal percentage. They're fourth in opponent's three-point field goal percentage. This team is doing very well at playing defense. One of the biggest reasons why the Grizzlies' starting lineup is consistently able to put distance between them and the opposition is because of the the runs that the Grizzlies go on. We see these, you know, 10, 11, 12 or more point runs that the Grizzlies get an advantage on over a three to four minute period because the Grizzlies are getting out, they're hitting their shots, but they're also stopping the opposition. The Grizzlies starters especially are doing an extremely good job of limiting the overall ability of their opponents to get into rhythm. Again, the talent level of the opponents the Grizzlies are facing certainly is relevant. These teams' best players are not playing, but that's the preseason. You can't control what players are playing for the opponents. The only thing the Grizzlies can control is how well their chemistry is leading to them playing effectively, and they clearly are showing that they are the more talented, more ready team against their opponents consistently when their starters play. But of course, the other thing that stood out about uh, last night's game was the fact that the Grizzlies' three-point shooting improved. With their youth in place, the Grizzlies were 10 of 45 from three on Saturday night against the Hawks. And of course, we talked about the fact that it's reps. That's the big thing. Though the threes weren't falling, at least the reps were there for some of the Grizzlies' youthful depth. Well, last night, it was the starters who were hitting the threes. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, DeAnthony Melton made a couple of threes as well. The shots were starting to fall. Those reps that the Grizzlies had got in the first few games of the preseason, they led to higher percentage looks. Desmond Bain has a little wrinkle in the offense where he'll pass to a big man or whomever. Last night, he passed to Stephen Adams, who did a little handoff to him, and Desmond Bain worked off the pass, and Stephen Adams, a kind of flare screen, whatever you want to call it, but it got Desmond Bain free in the corner for a three, and it went down. That is Coach Taylor Jenkins showing creativity. That's exactly what we've been talking about time and time again here on Locked on Grizzlies. The Grizzlies focusing on finding as many ways as possible to get their best shooters in the best positions to shoot threes, to find high percentage looks from three. And not only is the chemistry there to create those opportunities, those shots are starting to fall as well. So up and down the board, the Grizzlies defense is performing well. The Grizzlies best two players in 
John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. They're not only getting better with each and every game, the chemistry between them is getting better in each and every game. And of course, it's also the rest of the starters who are certainly, they're, they're getting into their defined roles. They're playing well in them and they're making the most of the opportunity when they're playing with each other. So it certainly has been a very encouraging start to the preseason. And yes, the Grizzlies are playing more preseason games than most teams. But overall, one of the biggest reasons why the Grizzlies went ahead and went with that is because with a young team and plenty of players who are going to be in new roles, with a couple of players who are going to be significant to this team that are new to this team, all these reps, all of this time that the Grizzlies are able, this extra time they're able to get to, you know, play, play certain lineups, minutes, things such as that, it's really good to see that it's paying off, that you're seeing obvious improvement game in and game out. As far as the lineups go, one other thing that stood out was that Desmond Bain did remain in the starting lineup with John Conchar getting the start last night. DeAnthony Melton obviously came off the bench again. Desmond Bain now has started every single game this preseason for the Grizzlies. I do think that it's clear Taylor Jenkins will be starting him at the two with Dylan at the three and obviously Jaron at the four, Jaw at the one, Stephen Adams at the five. I think that's the direction the Grizzlies are going to go with the simple mindset that that maximizes their shooting to start games. Now, what that leads to as far as who's in the closing lineup, between Steven Adams, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, to go along with Jaw, Jaron, and Dylan, that'll be determined in time. But it certainly seems as if the Grizzlies want to get their shooting started off as soon as possible with Desmond Bain in the lineup. And it's hard to argue against the results so far this season. So a dominant performance from the Grizzlies once again. The Grizzlies' best young players, Jaw, Jaron, um, uh, Desmond Bain, obviously, DeAnthony Melton, they're all playing quite well. And the, the thing, just for you to remember, they're doing this without Dylan Brooks, who, who is considered by many to be their third best piece going into this season. So that makes it even more impressive. But one player who certainly is standing out, is starting to get back into his groove, looking more and more impressive in each game, is Jaron Jackson Jr. And that's the key. That's the word that the Grizzlies want to hear as often as possible this year. Jared Jackson Jr. keeps looking as impressive as possible. I'll get into why he's the Grizzlies' biggest narrative this season in just a moment. But one narrative that I want to discuss with you is that as the Grizzlies starters continue to play to the level that they're playing, they're going to emerge as potentially being some of your best bets when it comes to fantasy basketball this season. And your best bet to play in fantasy basketball this year could be the Sleeper app. In 2018, the folks over at Sleeper realized, listen, fantasy basketball isn't what it's supposed to be. Too many pl too many players are quitting midseason because too many matchups are uneven or unfair due to one side having more players play than the other. Well, in 2020, they created game picks, and an idea in which each lineup's starter, they only have one of their games count. That keeps the playing field even. It provides more strategy to the game. It makes the league owners each team's owners more engaged and likely to stay around for the season. And if that's something that you enjoy, if you enjoy fantasy football and you're playing over at Sleeper right now, stick around, enjoy play and play fantasy basketball this season. I'm doing it myself and I absolutely enjoy the concept. So make sure you check out fantasy basketball on Sleeper. It's going to make your day. It's going to make your season even more fun when it comes to fantasy sports. 
Once again, we can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But the great thing about the sports calendar in October, there's so many things going on. The week five of the NFL season finished yesterday. Of course, the big news about John Gruden over the weekend, college football, the baseball playoffs. Besides the Grizzlies, I'm sure every one of us have another sports team and another sport that we enjoy listening to. For me, it's the Titans. It's the Vols. It's the Braves. Clinch today. Go Braves. But I enjoy listening to Locked on Braves with Dylan Short, Locked on Balls with Eric Kane, and Locked on Titans. For you, you can enjoy your own football or college football or baseball teams locked on podcast network show so after making locked on grizzlies your first listen of the day make sure you check out your locked on mlb locked on college football or locked on nfl team shows as well it'll make your day even better so at the end of the day i mentioned it two months ago the grizzlies chances this season are going to ride on how well their youth continues to develop. And the three biggest narratives for me this year, what step forward can John Morant take? Does Taylor Jenkins prove that he clearly is the right guy for the next evolution of this Grizzlies team, which we hope next year starts and then being a sustainable winner? But of course, also, what is Jaron Jackson Jr.'s role for the future? Obviously, the potential, the talent, the work ethic, everything that you want to be there is there for Jaron to clearly show that he is the number two guy. He is an ideal number two compliment to John Morant for one of the youngest cores in the NBA and one of the cores that has the brightest future going forward in the NBA as a sustainable winner and eventual championship contender. You want Jaron Jackson Jr. to show that. And everything that you need for him to show that is there. It's now consistency. Correct. Health is the big buzzword for Jaron Jackson Jr. this year, as it should be coming off last year and the fact that in his first three seasons, he hasn't been able to finish the season. So health certainly stands out, but it's consistency. That is the big thing that occurs with me when it comes to Jaron Jackson Jr. The best way that I've been able to describe Jaron Jackson Jr.'s season this year is for him to take the offensive shooting that he had in his sophomore year just under 40% of his threes made on six and a half attempts per game. Take Take that type of offensive output, but combine it with the spikes in the secondary skills that he does that we saw last season. Blocks, steals, assists, rebounds. Each and every one of those to me is just as important when it comes to Jaron Jackson Jr. as is his ability to be able to shoot the three ball. You want him to be able to shoot the three because when Jaron Jackson Jr. is shooting the three like he did during his sophomore season, that's him being the most advantageous version of himself. Very few bigs in the league can shoot the three as frequently and as accurately as Jaron Jackson Jr. did his sophomore season. But If Jaron can also couple that with making the impact across the board elsewhere, it really stands out. And we're seeing indications that they are standing out. So far this preseason, the three-point shooting has gotten back to where we hope it will be. Seven of 17, 5.6 attempts per game. Seven of 17 so far in three games. But the other big thing that stands out 
22 rebounds. Again, 22 rebounds, seven rebounds per game. And he's not even playing a full slate of minutes that he likely will play, you know, after the first few games or so where the Grizzlies probably ease him in, you know, to 25 to 30 minutes a night. But also three combined steals and five combined blocks. Stocks is a fun stat combining steals and blocks per game. And Jaron's averaging just under three total stocks a game. So it's the activity. It's the multiple areas of impact. The overall ability for Jaron to show in just how many aspects of the game he can make a difference. And he's showing that chemistry with Jaw as well. There was a play last night in which Jaron did a handoff to Jaw. Jaw hit the three and Jaron was able to set the screen as well. That type of chemistry, that type of, you know, two on that, that type of, of combination, the duo of Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant working off each other is really, really important for the Grizzlies this year. Because, yes, the overall team concept of the Grizzlies, the overall ability as a team for the Grizzlies to perform well, for them to be in cohesion, the chemistry to be there with their depth, that's a big advantage for the Grizzlies. And it's truly important if they want to be able to remain competitive against more talented teams. But the Grizzlies' two best talents, the two players with the potential on the Grizzlies to play at the level if they need to of some of the best players in the NBA are John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. And there are going to be times where that's the only answer for the Grizzlies to be able to succeed and win games for Jaw and Jaron Jackson Jr. to play at the level they can play at to potentially take over games, but not just individually. Also, it is a duo. You know, we saw in the past, and I'm not comparing this to Mike Conley and Mark Gasol. Jaw ja and Jaron are completely different from Mike and Mark. But the Grizzlies in the past, when they had Mike and Mark at times, towards the end of the grit and grind era, they would rely on that duo to try to find success. The Grizzlies are going to have to do that same thing at times this year. But here's the big key between what we have now with the Grizzlies and when Mike and Mark were playing. This time around, the Grizzlies have John Jaron, who were even more versatile than Mike and Mark were at times, but also they've got the supporting cast to support them as well. So when it comes to Jaron Jackson Jr., the big thing for me this year for him is consistency. Can he consistently find the ability to make the offensive impact and make that offensive impact with Jaw when it's going to be needed for the Grizzlies to truly be able to get that extra boost that they need to get big wins when it's really, really unlikely due to playing more competitive teams. Can Jaron Jackson Jr. step up with Jaw and clearly show that they could be the most dominant duo on the court in games against most competitive teams, especially offensively? That is something that I want to be more confident in as the season goes along. And then, of course, on defense, I mentioned it I mentioned it a few weeks ago when I talked about DeAnthony Melton and Jaron Jackson Jr. being added to the Grizzlies' top 10 defense from last year. There's a new element to the defense with how much havoc Jaron Jackson Jr. can create when it comes to steals, when it comes to blocks, just overall disrupting the opposing offense's flow. If Jaron Jackson Jr. remains active, obviously remains on the court by not fouling, and the improved rebounding, if he is able to add all that into creating three or so you know, steals plus blocks a game, you're really starting to get together the resume of a player who can be right there with an OG Ananobi or a Michael Porter Jr. or maybe even a John Morant in the most improved player of the year race. All this being said, 
The thing that stands out, though, most about Jaron Jackson Jr. is that he clearly is within the mindset that he is ready to make the most of this opportunity. If there's anyone who is most aware of what is in front of him, of how much this season means to his career, it's Jaron Jackson Jr. It's the work that he put in this offseason. It's the overall focus on doing everything that he can to be as active as possible and contribute in as many ways as possible and knowing just how important his role is for the Grizzlies' future. He talks all the time about how much he loves this franchise, he loves his teammate, how much he knows they love them. So Jaron knows how much is riding on this being a successful year for him, staying healthy and staying consistent, and that's what he's looking to get done. But besides the consistency, there are three main things with Jaron Jackson Jr. that I really hope we also start to see a bit of improvement in. How can he remain consistent? There are three areas that I think certainly could help out. I'll discuss that in just a moment. But I'll tell you this, if you're looking for consistency from a source that can make your experience as a fan overall better, why not try BetOnline.ag? BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season when it comes to betting and wagering on sports. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your best source when it comes to betting. And the great thing about it is, is that it's very easy to use. So make sure the next time that you're ready to place a bet, go to BetOnline.ag and make your experience as great as possible. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, we'll discuss the upcoming preseason games against Indiana and Chicago, but we'll also continue our player preview series. One of the bigger camp battles for the Grizzlies this year is Brandon Clark versus Xavier Tillman. Both players since the first preseason game have got extended runs, but which player really emerges as being the clear third big off the bench, and which one is the most advantageous for the Grizzlies. We'll dive deep into that tomorrow on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously him being the best version of himself is something that stands out. Something that him and John Morant have that the rest of this team does not is the ability to play to the level of the NBA's best, and the Grizzlies are going to need that at times this year. And if Jaron can put together the offense from his second season in the NBA with the defensive impact he made at times in his third season when he returned from injury. That, to me, is going to be the best version of Jaron. But how does Jaron stay consistent? One of the ways that I feel is the, is really important for him to stay consistent is his ability to be resourceful as a scorer. And that's actually combining the success that Jaron had in his first year in the NBA with his second season. Again. We all know how well Jaron shoots the three. It's historic how well he shot the three as a 20-year-old at his size. And as I mentioned, there's no reason why, with the Grizzlies wanting to focus on the three more, focus on high-percentage looks from threes more, Jaron Jackson Jr. should get five to seven threes at least every single game. But I don't think that Jaron should just focus on the threes. I don't think that 60 to 70% of Jaron's shots should be from the three-point line. The reason why is because just like the Grizzlies, when it comes to cutting, when it comes to their, their presence in the paint, 
going along with what they're looking from three, just like their balance is needed for the Grizzlies offense as a team to be as effective as possible. The same is there for Jaron as well. One other aspect of Jaron's offense that is really shining this preseason at times is the dribble drive aspect of his offense. What is showing him looking healthy? The best example of Jaron Jackson Jr. being healthy have come through his dribble drives this preseason. It's leading to him getting to the line. It's allowing for him to be able to balance out if someone comes and tries to close out on him when he's shooting the three, he's able to get around them to get a good look at the basket. Jaron's ability to be able to improve his overall effectiveness as a three-level scorer, I think that is one of the bigger areas for Jaron to hopefully continue to improve this season. Because if one part of his game, say the threes aren't falling for some reason, well then if Jaron is back to trusting his dribble drive game, or he's back to being able to set up low for entry passes from the uh, perimeter to have a good look at the basket, much like he did a lot in his rookie year. If he's able to have the three-level scoring ability, if one part of his game is not there due to the shots just not falling or the defense being effective against him in that specific area, he then has another way in which he can still be meaningful, in which he could still be relevant through his scoring. So one of the ways for Jaron Jackson Jr. to stay consistent this year is, of course, the ability to be a resourceful scorer. Yes, the threes should be the most featured part of his game, but there also should be plenty of opportunities for him to get good looks at the basket near the rim, whether he creates those shots or not. Of course, defensively, that's the other area where Jaron, you know, I feel has the ability to certainly remain consistent. And I certainly have harped on just how impactful Jaron can be when it comes to his ability to create turnovers. But there also is the obvious improvement when it comes to defensive rebounds and the overall improvement of Jaron as a quality defender in half-court situations, not just creating steals, not just getting blocks, but actually guarding his man. Jaron Jackson Jr. has the capability to either do it inside or do it outside. And if he could do both of those things, especially being able to create havoc with Steven Adams being the rim protector, I think that's another area where if Jaron can consistently improve his overall ability to actually guard uh, the opposition's, you know, have Dylan obviously on the opposition's best perimeter score, but beyond that, having Jaron on the opposition's best inside-outside threat, that is a huge advantage for the Grizzlies, especially when Steven Adams is on the court. And if Jaron can not only show his prowess of creating turnovers, but also just in general creating havoc by playing one-on-one -on -one defense or, you know, team defense, that is certainly going to be a big development for Jaron and the Grizzlies. We know he certainly has the capability of doing it. Now, putting together longer stretches in which he is doing it possession after possession. Jaron, to me, is one of the best bets. He has some of the best potential multiple times in a game to create a momentum-changing occurrence where he gets the stop on the defensive end and then he converts the points himself on the offensive end. We saw it several times when he came back last year. Now healthy, if Jaron could do that two or three times a game, it adds to the possession edge that we all know is important to the Grizzlies' success to win, but it gets Jaron that confidence of knowing he's making the desired impact that he wants to make. And of course, what the best way to be consistent is to be available. The best ability is availability. Obviously, within what Jaron can control, doing whatever he can, he can to stay healthy. He's done a great job of that, despite the fact that he has played under 
400 total regular season minutes over the past, you know, 14 months since he got hurt in the bubble. Jaron has done a great job of keeping his body in as good a shape as possible, getting stronger, getting better in terms of how to use his body, knowing what he needs to do to be effective without putting himself at risk. So obviously staying healthy, but of course what it comes down to also is the fouls. 11 fouls so far this preseason in three games. Again, the foul rates themselves are a little bit down. Unfortunately, they were right in line last year with his career numbers. Jaron Jackson Jr. is just going to be more of a lightning rod for likely fouls than most players are. It's just a reputation that he's got around the league. It's unfortunate, and there is many times where there's ticky-tack fouls called on him, but that's another area where Jaron Jackson Jr. can grow to remain consistent. One thing that has stood out this year in the preseason is that there have been a couple of times where Jaron Jackson Jr. in previous years would have been called for a foul because of the, the usage of his hands. But it does seem like he's put more of an emphasis. He's more in control of his hand usage, of not putting his hands in a position when guarding a player that's going to lead to a likely foul called. Again, I think that Jaron Jackson Jr., if he's playing 30 minutes tonight, it's kind of inevitable. He's going to be toward the top of the league in fouls. But if he can allow for himself not to get those extra one or two early fouls in the game because of a lack of hand usage or body control or what have you, if he can eliminate those, then you're giving him the wiggle room that he needs for when he does get the fouls called on him that are legitimate. So to me, that's another thing. Besides just remaining healthy, the key to Jaron being the, as effective as possible is remaining on the court, and that comes from improved discipline of knowing how to position himself, knowing how to position his hands so that he's not getting cheap fouls called on him that a lot of times are questionable, but unfortunately, as they're called more and more on him, they're more likely to happen. But if Jaron can show better discipline, that that hopefully will lower those ticky-tack fouls from being called, especially early earlier in the game, and we can get into the fourth quarter, those high leverage closing minutes where Jaron only has three or four fouls, and he can play free. He can play freely without being worried about getting those fouls called. That's the big thing. It's the early foul trouble for Jaron that stands out. Jaron going into the final minutes of the game with three or four fouls is far different than Jaron going into the final minutes with five fouls. If he can eliminate some of those early foul calls, that will give him the ability to be as aggressive and you know active as possible on both ends of the court, which is the best version of Jaron we surely can find. It's great to have him back. And that's the biggest narrative of this season is can Jaron Jackson Jr. step up and show he is clearly the obvious number two foundation piece for this Grizzlies team to go along with John Rant in the future. His consistency is the best way to answer that. His resourcefulness as a scorer, his ability to play consistent defense, both through creating turnovers and good solid defense in the half court, in zone or in man-to-man, -man, and obviously being available, whether it be healthy or being able to remain disciplined when it comes to fouls. Jaron Jackson Jr. has the capability to do all these things and much more. It's certainly going to be exciting to see it unfold this season hopefully without any further injuries being a result. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on this edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Check out me 
at StatsSAC on Twitter. Check out the show at Locked on Grizz. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button below. I've gotten a lot of kind comments over the past few days. Can't thank you enough for your support. Hope you certainly are enjoying the content. At the end of the day, the Grizzlies are one of the most exciting teams to cover because of how deep they are and how much improvement they've shown over the past few years, but how much room there clearly is to grow going forward. We'll talk to you again tomorrow looking at the Grizzlies' remaining preseason schedule, but also diving deep into one of the bigger battles for the Grizzlies roster so far this preseason, Brandon Clark and Xavier Tillman. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.